someone please explain to me why is it only the moms that constantly have to make their sacrifices? Why is it that we're the only ones who have to bend? Why are we the only ones who have to always figure it out? Why is it any time that we need help and we ask for help and we ask questions, then we're ridiculed for asking questions, we're ridiculed for having emotions, we're ridiculed for every fucking thing. I don't understand this. We don't create these kids by ourselves. And then somehow, one way or another, we wind up raising them by ourselves. This is the most overwhelming life experience I've ever gone through. How do you constantly tell someone where you need help, where they can help at, and they still just do whatever the hell they want to do, however the hell they want to do it, and then when they decide they want to insert themselves, it's supposed to be fucking round of applauses. I don't fucking understand. As a mother, I don't get a choice between whether I want a day on or a day off. I don't get a choice whether I want to freaking be a doctor or not. I don't get a freaking choice. A taxi driver and everything else. I don't get a choice. Why can't the responsibility be as much mine as it is the dad's? Why is it only my responsibility to make sure she has a social life? Why is it only my responsibility to make sure that she goes to doctor's appointments? Why is it only my responsibility to have to follow up on the doctor's appointments and making sure what these people say make freaking sense and is proper information? Why is all of this only my responsibility? I have no more tools and no more knowledge, no more education than the fucking father. Why is it only me? I try to keep it as even and 50-50, as clean of a slate as I possibly can. And it's like, the more I keep trying to do that, the more I feel like I'm blatantly making a fool of my fucking self. The more I'm like, no, it's wrong to just completely ice them out and you just do everything yourself because you didn't make the kid yourself. So you shouldn't have to go through doing all of these things yourself. The more that I say that, the more it's just like not true. The more I keep having to do more and more and more and more and more and more by myself. Simple as following a fucking schedule simple as communicating on what the fucking schedule needs to be why do i have those pacifier spoon you for you to think about what days if you gonna just work 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 why the fuck do i have to pacify you to remind you that you still have to make time and you still have to have days for you to spend with your fucking kid why do i have to do that nobody has to remind me Nobody gets to come and say, hey, it's been so many such and such days. You have to go get your kid. No, I just don't get a fucking choice. Maybe it's just me. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. I feel trapped. I feel 
tricked. I feel humiliated. And just more and more and more time being wasted that can never be gotten back. More and more and more energy being exerted for nothing. I say I can't do X, Y, and Z. I just got to figure it out. Then when you blow up and you explode... And everybody looking at you like you, you the crazy person. I don't understand. How do you know when it's time to walk away? How can we tell that enough is enough? And what does the final straw always look like? These are the questions that have been repeatedly running through my mind recently. These are the questions that I have been trying to find the answer to in so many situations work, family, friends, lovers, how do you know what boundaries are necessary to create where? How do you know when it's okay to be bendable and when it's okay to break? How do we create safe spaces where a mother and not to exclude anyone else not to take anyone else but I'm directly speaking to my moms how do we create a safe space for ourselves to be able to go and lay all of our burdens down I mean all of it I mean every single thing that is weighing heavy on you every single thing that's on your heart everything that's on your mind everything that's affecting your spiritual your physical how do we create a safe space that we have a place to do that that's not shameful or can come back as someone being catty or someone could come back and you know use it against you or throw it in your face how do we or when do we get to a place of knowing how to do that and when it's appropriate to be able to do that I am finding now as I continue to progress on my journey with my little honey bun that some days mommy just needs a moment some, some days, I just really need a moment to be able to pull it together mentally to have the patience that I know is necessary with a one-year-old. She's never been on this planet before. She doesn't, you know, know the routine, the what's, the what's not. She, she has no idea. She's becoming familiar with the things that she sees based off of the routine that I am creating. 
But I am asking on the flip side, how do we create a routine that is healthy for our children and for ourselves without being harmful or neglectful to ourselves while also being caring, loving, supportive, patient, kind, fun, um, educative, you know, fill, fill all the things that we have to do to constantly be able to build a person because now we are in, you know, the first five years, you're building a person. You are creating a, a functional, uh, prospering human being. You know, you have to teach them how to handle emotions while you're going through emotions. You have to teach them how to respond to situations while situations are being thrown at you. You know what I'm saying? How do we put ourselves in situations to create us a soft place? Where does, or does it even exist? Is that something that exists? Do many moms have a place, a corner in their house? Uh, uh, is, is, is there any designated time directly that comes with motherhood that you really just get a moment to say okay um you know dad take the baby grandma take the baby friend cousin you know someone has the baby for you you don't have to worry about going to work you 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 don't have to worry about trying to do 55 other different things you can just take the time for yourself to get yourself back in line to continue to be the engine to keep you guys forward on the train that you're on does that moment exist does that space exist and if it does not what does that look like what what does that look like what are the things that are essential for all moms of all creeds all backgrounds all you know religions race all of that what does it look like across the table that a mother needs to be uh, fed back into? What are the tools that are necessary for us to have so that we have a moment, you know, to, to plug ourselves and recharge ourselves like Teslas, you know? what What is the moments that we have, you know, to go to the gas station? Uh, station and fill back up our tank and what does the fuel look like to be able to um charge you up properly because you know some gas stations use more water in their gasoline than others other gas stations their gas is a little more potent than the next you know than the next person how do you find those things i'll say this i don't have the answer I do not, every question I have just asked you, I don't have the answer for. I am seeking out that answer myself. I will say one thing that I am learning that is consistent is that we must create a strong foundation for ourselves and for our children. And that always is going to be faith-based across the table. Whomever it is that you practice, go to, believe in, whomever. 
create a strong and solid bond faith-based wise so that other things can be able to be poured into you so that you don't feel so alone and isolated i'll say that i have recently been having a urge a very strong urge to get back in church i have recently been having a very strong urge um to get up on a sunday morning get me and nia ready for church have after church we go get us something to eat and then keep on going on about our sunday i have had a very strong urge to be able to create that to be something a part of our sunday routine and um i typically work my longest hours on sundays but i think as the new year is approaching and i am learning that mentally spiritually emotionally i have to have something encouraging something uplifting to lean on or this all will become overwhelming this all will become too much it all will um consume me in a way that i feel will not be the best to be able to place me in a lifestyle that I want to live for me and my child. My goal, my wholeheartedly hard goal of life is I want a seven-figure lifestyle. I want to be able to live a seven-figure lifestyle to be able to pay my bills when my bills are due, to be able to take a trip when I want to take a trip, to be able to support my child in whichever way that that means, to be able to have a sturdy roof over our head that we do not have to worry about, to be able to have transportation that is reliable, resourceful, also good to the planet. I want to be able to recycle. I want a hydroponic farm. I want a ranch. it's, It's so many things that I want to do. And to be able to accomplish these things, I have to have something that is dedicated for me. The love and support that I know it's going to take for me to put into myself, I have to be a full-time believer and have full-time faith to be able to accomplish those things. Because this coffee is great, but this coffee is only going to go for so many hours, you know? And then, say you have a candy bar, and that candy bar is only going to take you for so many other hours. And then you go and you have a high-protein, energizing shake, and maybe lunch. But after so long, these things burn off, and if you don't do it in the right way, in the right instances, you crash and burn. And then you have to figure out how to scrape yourself back up off of that ground again and start all the way over from zero. And I feel like I was in a hamster wheel and every day I was starting all the way from zero, all the way from zero, all the way from zero, all the way from zero. And it became so dark. It became so emotional. It became so fragile. It became so hurtful. It became... um, any any negative condensation of feeling that you can feel, I promise you, I felt that. I promise you, I was sitting in it. I was soaking in it. I was marinating it as if I was 
prepping a, a turkey, a turkey of disaster, a turkey of failure, a turkey that was dry, a turkey that was not hitting and ain't have no seasoning, not the right type of margarine. You know, the, the legs wasn't tied up right. I forgot to go and pull the, the neck out and clean out that turkey and take the time to season it and put onions and love and faith and all of those. I didn't put those things in it. I, I put stress in it. I put worry in it. I put frustration and anger and resentment and all of these things is what I was putting in that turkey and that turkey was just in that oven and it was just cooking and cooking and cooking and when I pulled it out I was like well how did I get here why do I have to start over again and I cannot tell you what that click over moment has been for me because I'm not sure but what I will say is I am grateful for that click over moment that has came into me to say lean on your faith take care of your faith and your faith will take care of you I wholeheartedly believe that I pray that over everybody in which way that it looks I pray that every time you guys listen to an episode of mine you walk away feeling stronger you walk away feeling understood you walk away feeling connected and knowing that whatever comes your way that you have the capability you have the insight to be able to take yourself over that hill through the forest over the mountaintop down to the beach to lay in that water drink that drink let the sun hit you listen to the calypso music playing in the background and it's okay i pray that over everyone i pray that as we move together throughout this journey everyone who is touched everyone who finds me whichever way we are connected i pray that it is something that is healing for us all i thank you guys for tuning in to listen to me And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Until next episode, it's your girl SJ, and this is Real Mom Life. So one thing recently I've learned about myself is I am very go with the flow I am very try to keep everything neutral I'm very let's keep the peace for everybody involved I'm very much the person who's thinking of how certain things or the way certain things are said could affect other people um, and the effect that it would have on them in the long run What I am also learning is everyone does not respond or treat me in that same manner or life. And I have really just gotten to the point where I was such a outspoken, um, say what's on my mind, first thought that cross, unfiltered type of person. Um, personality type for such a long time that 
I had to teach myself that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's not when you say it, it's where you say it. You know, it's not always your tone of voice, but sometimes it could be your body language. And everything that's said does not call for a reaction. I had to teach that to myself, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. And this episode, we are covering say what you mean and mean what you say. For instance, if you're in a situation and you're very close to someone, you know what, you know, their quirks are, they know where your quirks are and vice versa. You say something to them that you don't necessarily mean. And now it's up to that other person to accept you saying, hey, in the heat of the moment, I said some things that I really didn't mean. I apologize for that. You accept that apology, you move forward. And then you get back into a position where we're back here learning this same lesson again. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And now you're still saying the same, you know, malice things. You're still um, laying everything at that other person's front door based off of them telling you how they're responding to you is harmful to you. And when you feel like you're not being heard or you're not being seen about those things, what do you do? At at what point is enough enough? At, At what point do you walk away? hindsight being this being you know the father of your child or your mother or um a close friend a new friend um you know co-workers bosses how do you handle these situations when you get around people who don't say what they mean and don't mean what they say i have learned about myself is i have been through a few experiences that for me it's traumatic to deal with combative situations i don't like to deal with um toxic situations um i don't like to deal with situations that make me feel nervous that make my my heart pound i have anxiety because i don't know how the person is going to respond or sometimes i catch myself not wanting to say much of anything at all because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or I don't know how I will be perceived based on what I say. I think that I have now put myself in enough rooms. I won't say many because there's still plenty of rooms for your girl to step in, okay? Who will understand me and accept me where I don't have to walk on eggshells or watch my body language or my tone or you know when when you find your circle of people who can just accept your niche for your niche it's wonderful when you feel like you don't have to walk on eggshells and tiptoe around that's the best feeling in the whole wide world because it's a terrible gut-wrenching feeling to feel like you constantly have to tiptoe around somebody. You constantly have to be careful of what you say and how you respond because you don't want to trigger them. But when they do something that's triggersome to you, 
somehow it's always your fault and something that you could have done differently to cause them not to respond to you in the way that they responded. And for a long time, I thought that that train of thought and that process of thinking was okay. I was okay with saying, oh, well, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have came in and um, commented on that because that made you feel some type of way. But because that made you feel some type of way, that means you get to respond to me in the most hateful, aggressive, um, over-the-top demeanor and manner that you can possibly think of no 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 that doesn't that doesn't give you the right to do that now does it give you a right to to say that something hey that comment that you made I didn't really like that that did blah 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 okay cool but to fight fire with fire I don't think it's worth it especially if it's a situation Um, a circumstance that is beneficial to you, helpful to you, or, you know, helps you in progressing. I think on the other side of that, especially as moms, we get to this place that we go through a changing phase, a changing phase of the things that you were once really into you're not really into those things anymore. The things that once used to, you know, bring you excitement and joy or um, was even a stress reliever for you, you don't get that same feeling and entities from that situation anymore. So to you, um, you know, you're, you're just evolving. So your outside circle or whichever circumstances that you are in it could be to them as if you're changing or you're switching something up or um you can uh, you can gain the title as difficult you can um gain the title as the person who just can't go along to get along or you can go along to get along so much that you finally get yourself in a position where you're like, okay, enough is enough. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. And when that can be accepted and that is met back to you with um, frustration and anger and maliceness, you walk away. You, you, you simply walk away like a thief in the night. You walk away. I think I am learning for myself. I have so many currently in my life speaking. I have so many situations, so many people that I have had in my corner to be able to um, depend on and count on. And I would even say have the expectation of them always being there that I have never actually sat back and process what purpose each relationship serves in my life. What is the reason that each relationship is currently in my life? What am I supposed to be learning or not learning or gaining or not gaining um, from this relationship? I had never, 
I had never done that work before. I never knew that was work that needed to be done, if I'm being quite frankly honest. Um, I would say in the recent days, certain things I'm just, I'm just not so excited for anymore. You know, I don't, I don't want to put myself in any more situations where I feel like I have to overly explain myself. I have to overly compensate for how I feel or I have to continuously push down the way that something has affected me or made me feel based off of the next person feeling like it's not something that should have been perceived or taken the way that it was taken. Being that everyone's journeys are different. Everyone has been through different things. Everyone has experienced different things. But after you go through certain shit so many times and for so long, everybody gets fed up. Everybody gets fed up. The nicest person in the world can be the nicest person in the world. But if you keep treating me like my opinion doesn't matter. If you keep treating me like what I have to say doesn't matter. If you keep treating me like I don't have a voice, I don't have an influence, I don't have a say. How long do you think a person is really supposed to say? And because you come up and back and you say, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't understand. Oh, I didn't mean to. That's not always enough. It's not enough. Because if I've come to you on, you know, other circumstances similar that may have caused me to respond this way or may be affecting me in the same way that another situation is, even though this may be different, it counts as the same because guess what? I'm hurting the same. I'm affected the same. I'm bothered the same. So was that really a apology of working on it or was that just to shut me up you know and I feel like now especially with my daughter's father I find it very difficult for us to communicate I find it very difficult for us to be able to get on the same page to be able to agree on a method of raising our daughter that I felt like we already agreed on like I wouldn't have laid down and had a kid with you had we had not already set the foundation of the things that we felt like were mandatory um waivable not waivable um things we can compromise on can't compromise on Uh, values and morals that we want her to have and don't want her to have. Like, I thought we covered all of these things already. I thought all of these things were covered. So I find it very surprising to now be in the situation where I feel like it's a constant battle for us to understand each other and communicate with each other efficiently and effectively where it's not affecting, you know, our daughter. And honey, that's easier said than done, for sure. For sure it's easier said than done because I I just don't understand. Like, for instance, we cannot agree on an appropriate bedtime for her. We can't agree. 
we cannot agree on what an appropriate schedule looks like in the in the flow of a day of the life of a one-year-old is supposed to be we can't agree and no shape form or fashion can we agree um so this is a good time you guys drop down um in the comments and let me know what you guys are thinking um open to all opinions so me personally i feel like at one years old perfect bedtime for her is seven o'clock she gets out of school at five sometimes if i pick her up if i pick her up from school she gets out of school by 3 30 4 he picks her up from school it's usually like 4 35 so that's another thing that we can't agree on we can't agree on when we feel like we should pick her up from school but i also had to learn we're two different people two different lifestyles as long as she's not the last child left in school hey mom back off hush your mouth up and let them have their way right so i learned when it came to that to hush my mouth up because he's not gonna do you know and move his schedule around every which way i would move mine i feel like when she gets picked up from school i personally take her to the park let her run around let her get nice and worn out once she gets back home from going to the park, we have us a little snack. Once we have our snack, she's getting ready to prep her for bed, starting to get all of her stuff ready for school tomorrow. By, um, let's say at this point, it's like six. Dinner should be done for her to eat, so she should be eating dinner by like 6.15. She eats dinner at 6.15. By 6.30, she's in the tub. By 6.45, you're reading her her bedtime story. She should be in the bed by 7 o'clock. She's not always going to be asleep by 7 o'clock. But by 7 o'clock, she should be in, her be in the bed, you know, nighttime music on, on her way getting ready to go down by 7 o'clock. That leaves me enough time to then go get myself ready for, um work and stuff tomorrow making sure all of our bags and everything that we need to have is packed the car is set up perfectly fine i eat my dinner take my mom time and shoot by me i don't know y'all moms let me know if i'm wrong but i'm in the bed by 9 10 o'clock by 9 10 o'clock honey i don't watch whatever little shows that i was gonna watch i don't had enough i'm over it i'm in my bed i'm ready to go to sleep Her dad does not necessarily um, agree with that schedule. Um, sometimes it can be close, sometimes not. The difficult part for me with that is then when she comes back to me, now the entire schedule that I've worked my ass off on to get her on so that things are not hard and difficult for us in the morning is now ruined because now it's taking me two and a half hours to get her to bed now she's screaming she's crying she's fussy she's lethargic she's all over the place all because 
you felt like the couple of days that you had her, oh, well, you know, we could go to bed at nine. It's okay. We were running around late X, Y, Z. Like that, that's not acceptable because then she comes back to me and I'm having a hard time. So, okay, maybe no, you can't get her in bed at seven o'clock because I don't know what your schedule is. I don't know how you guys are moving around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get involved in, in those things because those things are not my business. When she spends time with her father, she spends time with her father. How they move around, what they do in that time, it's not my business. Who she moves around with and who she spends time doing when she's with her father, it's not my business. I have complete trust that he will at all times keep her safe. He will all times keep her protected. He will all times make sure that she's in perfectly good hands. Until proven otherwise, I have nothing to say about that. So I don't get involved in that. But if I come to you to say, hey, all right, I need you and I to get together and let's figure out how to alter this system so that we have a method in a way that's working for us both so that we are both equally able to get the things that we need done done. Let's figure that out. You don't want to have a conversation You don't want to talk about it because you feel like I'm nagging. You feel like I'm trying to be controlling. You feel like I'm trying to be overbearing when in actuality, I can give three fucks about any of the things that you're doing. I don't care. I I honestly do not care. But what I do care about is the child that we share. What I do care about is keeping things equal and fair for us both. That is something that I absolutely care about. I want her to be just as comfortable with my people as she is with your people. I want her to spend just as much time with my people as she spends with your people. I want her to have just as strong relationships and bonds on my side as she has on your side. I don't want her to go anywhere and be like, oh, mom, I have to go over there. I don't really know those people like that. I, I don't want that for my child. This wasn't even the lifestyle that I want for her. You know, so now that she is living this lifestyle, I want to at least attempt to make it as fluffy as I can. Like she's one. It's not going to be perfect all the way down to the T. I understand that. We're not together. I understand that hiccups are going to happen. Like this Christmas was rough for me. It really was. This is the first Christmas that I had. I've been with her dad for eight years. This is the first Christmas in eight years that I woke up by myself and looked over to the side of me and I had a baby. That hurts my feelings. That does not make me feel good. And that's something that I know as an individual that I still have to currently heal from, you know, accept and move forward on. But this was not the dream that I had. This was, you know, were were not the goals that I seen and set out for us. You know, I met this man in in middle school. And from middle school, we were making baby names and baby signs and all of this little different little stuff. And we went through hell and high waters to be able to have the relationship that we had to get back together in high school. um, I think it was like my junior. Yeah, my junior year, his senior year of high school. When we got back together... And we're still trying to, you know, make this thing work for us to then, you know, provide or 
not provide, but create a life throughout, you know, the magic and the energy that we were sharing with one another. And to now look over to this sweet, precious gift and know that, geez, all of the things that I thought I was prepped and prepared to bring her into this world with, I, I no longer have. You know, all of the things and all of the ways that I thought I was ready as an individual, as her mother, I, I don't have. And, and it does. It, it affects me because I'm um, constantly trying to do things to, um, to fill in, I would say, where my shortcomings are. I feel like I'm constantly trying to get myself to um, compensate for the things that I feel like she should have had. Like, for instance, when um, we got pregnant or I got pregnant with her, we were we were already in our own space. She was coming in with her own room, you know, so I was going to have the whole decorate the nursery, all of that kind of experience. And then life happened and I didn't receive that. That was hard for me, you know. Because I felt like already as a mom, you know, I'm already letting her down. On top of having um, the beginning, oh, the, the, a, a large part of my pregnancy was very rough. It was rough for me physically. It was rough for me emotionally. It was rough for me mentally. It was rough for me spiritually like uh my pregnancy most definitely brought me up shook me on my head and was like where your lunch money at <laughs> for sure uh, my my pregnancy kicked my everlasting butt and I felt like in the time where I needed the most support and hovering because I had already built myself up to be such a respectful responsible on top of my stuff type of person when I needed the people the most to step in to be able to help me and um guide me and see where my uh shortcomings were I was served with a whole hell of a lot of excuses and a whole hell of a lot of reasons of why things couldn't be done and again for me that was something I had to learn from grow from and move on because you know what can what can anybody what can anybody do about that but me but that doesn't make it any easier you know so I'll say to end this episode off always remember to take a deep breath say what you mean mean what you say accept what is acceptable for you and leave what is not regardless of how hard it is regardless of how earth shattering it is regardless of how crushing it is put your faith in the lord whoever that is that you speak to pray however it is that looks like for you journal whatever way that is that looks like for you and be completely fulfilling to yourself and yourself only because you owe nobody anything but yourself that's it that's all 
I pray for wellness over everyone who has came in today to listen to this podcast. I thank you all for the ones who tune in. I am still learning and progressing. So make sure you guys drop down below, leave your comments, leave some topics, leave some thoughts, leave some feedback. And until next time, it is your girl SJ and this is Real Mom Life. Let's get into it.